Welcome to this week's podcast by Celebration Church Rarotonga. We believe this message will empower and equip you to live a life of breakthrough. Thanks for joining us. Hey, uh, okay, so we've had a team come to or go to Christchurch and that. Why don't we just come to the front and we'll get these guys to share their experiences just for a moment. Let's give them a hand. That'll be good. We've still got people back in New Zealand. And uh, yeah, it's good. Okay, so we'll start with Nancy, eh? We'll just. Um, kia orana church. Um, um, so I caught a lot from uh, the various speakers. Um, Brian had a powerful message on ornaments, so laying down uh, things that are sort of taking up time in your life and. Um, taking place instead of God, uh, that really spoke to me, and uh, Jonathan also about bitterness, um, holding grudges and things, uh, sometimes we don't even realise what we're holding, but uh, got to get rid of that baggage, uh, that really touched me as well, and uh, I'll let my husband speak. <laughs> yeah, good morning church, um, I'm just, we made um, just two days of the conference, Wednesday and Thursday, and um, yeah, it's really empowering. Um, one speaker, I think, is Greg. He spoke about business on the first night. And uh, that really spoke well to me because, you know, I have a business. And I found out that I'm just a, a steward of the business. Um, you're not the CEO. The CEO is always God. You know, he's in charge of our business. He's in charge of your life. And he's in charge of everything, basically. So he spoke about the, um, the Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel with a deep river, the river flowing and all this. And also um, the first night we had uh, James and other four guys, young, really they are pastors, kids. They really spoke well that uh, first night. And so blessed to be there, really, you know. I think uh, Nancy and I went just for the two days. There was the, you know, the cream on the icing of the cake, really. But no, it was worth going to the conference. And I'm feeling really excited. And uh, this is my comfort zone back home here, and I'm comfortable where I am, but we need to get out of the boat sometimes. So, yeah, that's me. Conference was a big surprise for me. I didn't know I was going on until the Tuesday before, and then I was gone the Wednesday. So I was really blessed by my wife to go. And the Lord always knows there's something, whenever you make time for the Lord, uh, the Lord will show up. So I knew going to conference is always good. I've been about six times. But this year, because of Corona, I wasn't really thinking about it. And I was enjoying being in my comfort zone here at home. But I went and uh, the Lord's, uh, this conference was just incredible. The speakers, the depth of the uh, passion and the Holy Spirit anointing was just incredible. Uh, I cried and Donna and me just felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. We were going to start crying during a, you cry, okay, I won't cry, I'll just bite my tongue. But the, the session that really impacted me was the first session on the Thursday and it was a business, it was done by this an accountant of the Celebration Church called Greg and I thought in my, you know, with my worldly thinking, it's just a business talk and pep up and come up to the front afterwards and get a the Lord will bless your business because I've got a new business from the Lord. 
Uh, you may know it. It's called the hot sauce business. <laughs> and I thought I was going there for that, but no, the, God had a different reason. And in the, uh, I went up for prayer, and the speaker asked, is there anyone in business? And about 150 people put up their hand from about 500 people gathered all. So he asked them to come up the front, and I couldn't get up to the altar because it was already full. So I was in the aisle, and I didn't really, I thought it was just going to be another prayer time. But I closed my eyes, and just the Holy Spirit uh, started uh, talking to me about the Ezekiel 47, which Greg shared on. And the Lord gave me a vision in my mind that he was taking me back to the temple from where the river flows. And have a look at that uh, uh, that verse Ezekiel 47 and that was his main verse and it made sense to me that in business all of your blessings come from his presence his where the temple is where the river flows from I got a, a, a revelation that um, that's where it starts in prayer and worship at the temple and all his blessings on us follow flow from there and particularly over business and then he took me back to the temple he, I felt the embrace of the Holy Spirit and he said, you're restored, refreshed and made worthy because I'm in you. So that, I just started crying big time and I fell on my knees and I was prayed for, but that's all I, I was ready to go home after that first touch of the Lord on the day one, but then every other day was a blessing, a blessing, a blessing. So when the, when the board is open and we can go back, all of us should get there because it's special when the body gathers together corporately at celebration. Amen. Oh, Kirana, everyone. Um, it's on live stream, guys. Yeah. The power, uh, the anointing on every speaker was incredible. And it flowed through us and it will flow through you. So get on it and start watching it because it's too good to miss. For me, the young guns, oh man, <laughs> Zach and, and James and their teams, they're just so powerful. The purity, the depth, they're just... That just um, that love and passion for God are so good, and they really impact me. And I really feel I've changed. I feel like I was stuck at the cross, which is a good place to be. I was at the cross. I was giving God all my giving my God everything, but I but I was still at the cross. I keep going back, giving it again, go back and give it again. This was a transition for me. I felt like from the cross now, I've gone across. I've, I've moved forward in God, and that all my crap inside has been taken out, and I'm getting filled of Christ, and not of me, so I was dying to myself, and starting to live for Christ, so the conference of that, for me, is what, that's what it did. Kia church, um, as everyone else has said, conference was awesome, every session, every single session, we were getting dealt to in different ways by the Lord. Um, so we get hit one way, then we get hit the next, and then, like, it's, it was hard. It hurt, but it was so, so, so good. Like, like Auntie Donna said, you just felt so, like, you were getting dug up, like, dug up from areas you never even knew you had and dug so deep, and then by the end of it, you were filled with the Holy Spirit. And so it's a real encouragement to all of you who haven't been, like, or just, if you are hungry for an encounter with the Lord, go and watch the live stream, like Auntie, Auntie Donna said, like, or encounter him now, pray and hunger for it. Um, this is my first conference, and um, I felt the Lord do a real work of um, 
healing and he really spoke to me about areas of pride and um, becoming not be, not getting comfortable with compromise um, yeah pride in my family pride in my relationships pride in and the, the many milestones that I've made so far in my life, but it's all for nothing. If it, I don't have Jesus, I don't have anything. So, um, yeah, um, that was a word that Kelly brought about pride that really, like, oh, just like, like it, was, it was it's so, so powerful. And um, also, I have a renewed fear for God. Um, I've always feared God, but, after, yeah, after this conference, like, I don't want to jump back into even the little areas of sin because even little areas of sin is sin. Sin is sin. Evil is sin. Sin is disobedience to God. And if we're disobedient to God, then how is Christ able to live in us, you know? And so, um, yeah, so so powerful. And, yeah. Awesome. Um, you had a great, great time. I think... There's a lot of stuff done on me, but I guess the highlight for me was on, on the Saturday night, they had a time after the, the preaching, talk about the Holy Spirit. They had a time to respond. and well, They just had a time to allow the Holy Spirit to move. And what happened to me is um, I've never experienced this before, but just like a laughter came over me. And, and it wasn't me. It was like the Holy Spirit on me. And I was laughing and I was laughing. And they said, oh, if you're feeling something coming out, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm laughing. So I come out. And then I come out the front. And um, I start this, yeah, uncontrollable laughter. It's the first time I really felt that before in my life started coming upon me. And um, all, all, the, all the burdens, all the stuff that we think is so serious, like, like we get caught up in sin. And the Lord was showing, Holy Spirit was showing me, like, it's all just, like it talks about Psalms, that he sits in the heavens and laughs. And he was restoring the joy of the Lord inside of me. And so that was happening. I was... It's actually one of the most powerful encounters with God I've had in my life. And what what I was talking with the Holy Spirit, and he's talking about lots of stuff, but then he goes, do you want to be delivered? And they had the deliverance the night before, but I go, oh, yeah. And then um, just out of me just came this big roar, and the God set me free from the demonic in my life. And, man, I feel so much lighter. I feel so much hungrier afterwards for God. And uh, my heart and desire coming back here is I want to see a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Rarotonga. I want to see a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit coming. We, we do Christian life without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We do Christian life without the Holy Spirit in our life each day. And so my heart is that we encounter the Holy Spirit here. So, yeah. Hey, church. Um, yeah, it was an awesome experience. Real humbling. Um, what God spoke to me a lot about throughout the conference was dying yeah, it's not not dying but like you know dying to self and allowing Christ because I didn't realize you know it's it's not me having Christ in my life it's Christ having me and it's you know God wanting his church back all of it you know, not just a part not a little bit and um yeah um it's made me realize the seriousness of this relationship with Jesus because we're all going to individually stand before Christ. I realized that more than I did before. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just going to stand before him 
and I'm going to give an account of what I've done here on earth. You know, did I give my life to Christ? Did I allow him to have me? Or did I just want a little bit of him? So, yeah, thanks. Good morning, church. Um, yeah, conference was awesome. It was such a powerful time. The Holy Spirit just worked in so many different ways, as you've heard. Everyone got something different. And every session was challenging or, like, convicting or, like, it spoke to you in different ways. So I feel every single session you're just getting, like Hannah said, hit in different ways and, like, getting fed and, yeah. But there's so many things I could talk about that the Holy Spirit has done or God's done. But I think my highlight from conference was speaking in tongues for the first time. So, yeah, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. That was such an awesome thing. And, yeah, I encourage you guys all to go. If you have the chance, go. If you can't, watch the live stream or just travel in faith. If you don't have the money, just book your flight and go. <laughs> God will back you. It's okay. And, um, yeah, but I think the best part about it is that you don't have to be in Christchurch, like you didn't miss out if you didn't go. God can encounter you wherever you are. You just need to have a hungry heart and he'll meet you there. So, yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, morning, church. Our conference was powerful, man. It's like sometimes we do life without God and then conference, well, this conference for me was like a realignment. And uh, I think for a lot of us that went is just like when you get real with God, he gets real with you. And I think we're just at conference and we're just kind of like man we want God and we're hungry for him and stuff and I think one of the uh, big highlights for me is like Liddy was speaking in tongues for the first time and I got uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit which is awesome and uh, the laughter of the Holy Spirit came as well and that was really powerful and I'll tell you this like sometimes you know in churches that we you know we do church but we don't do God and uh, this conference was like we allowed God to come and when Murray was leading it, he wasn't focused on, you know, big inspirational messages or things, you know, the um, productions and the lights and the, you know, the performances, things like that impressed man. He was just, he, all he cared about was the Holy Spirit coming. And that's what happened was in the night sessions when the Holy Spirit and the day sessions as well, when the Holy Spirit moved, it was powerful and everybody was down on their hands and knees. And it was a real conference, a conference where we really allowed God to come and he came. And uh, I think for me now, like in my life, is the fact that it's not about me. It's not about what I'm doing. It's all about Him. And like many people have said, it's about dying to our own fleshly desires and just allowing Christ to be resurrected in us and uh, to be born again, again in Him. But uh, yeah, it's powerful, man. So Zach, hi everyone. Um, this was my first conference, first time ever, and it was just so, so overwhelming. Like. You just couldn't walk away not receiving anything. Like it's, it was so powerful, and it's like it's it's hard. It's really hard to pinpoint one thing because so much happened. Um, I'll share a story. I shared it with four one two, but um, on like the last night um, of conference, so it'll be like a Saturday night. We we're making our way to the last service. Um, we we're rushing, so uh, I hid into some guy. He was driving on a bike. Um, he didn't die. He's all good. But like it was a divine, I, f I believe it was a divine encounter. Like it was, it was, a <laughs> it was an opportunity for us to um, minister to him. But anyways, we're all in shock. We get out. We're like, sorry, sorry, you're right. You want to go to the 
doctors or something and he's like no he was super gentle and kind and i was just i think we were all taken back by how at like he was just nice like you know if you hit into if you got hit into you'd be like angry <laughs> but he wasn't and um we gave him some money we prayed over him and like we went to the service and before it started thankfully murray was like okay let's go through one more worship song so he, we did we all cried and i never felt so much peace about like what happened to that guy? Like, I could be like, oh, dang, he's still out there hurt, like, with a broken hand or whatever. But, um, like, God gave me such a peace that I couldn't deny that it was him. Like, no one could give me this peace but God, you know? Like, he's so real. And another thing that was really, um, really evident to me amongst the whole conference was um, that God, Jesus is coming back for his bride. He's coming back for his bride, whether we're ready or not, um, it was just through everyone's message and how like Jesus wants the um his bride to be purified and that when he comes he's gonna come and take us whoever one of us is purified and I was like oh dang and then I had this thought like God wants us to be undignified and uncompromised like we're not gonna go back he's not gonna take us if we got this little area of sin left in our life like he's not so that was really like it was really revealing to me that like God's not gonna tolerate anything when when the day comes that he's coming like bro feel God man you may not go up <laughs> who knows like you know <laughs> so it yeah yeah <laughs> cool morning church um for me this was a awesome conference um, actually going into conference I knew there was going to be something different and something powerful that's going to come out of it and I feel like God just put on my heart that this it wasn't about striving in this conference it wasn't about striving to encounter him but relax um, and then throughout the conference I got there was a message on pride and um, I think for me, the work of the Lord started back here in our own home church, and there was a message that Jonathan brought out on reconciliation, um, and I felt like God, you know, there was a specific person in my family that I needed to go back and reconcile with, and um, I didn't want to do it in person, so I said, okay, Lord, I give them away, and I forgive them in my heart for whatever they did to me, and growing up, I knew there was always, we both knew there was always something that was wrong between our relationship, and um, I thought, oh, what did they do to me for me to hold a, like offense or unforgiveness towards them? And then at this message that Kelly brought out on pride, it was like God gave me a revelation that it wasn't about what they did to me. It was what I did to this person that caused the barrier between us. Um, and so that was on a Saturday. And I was like, yeah, I must go and I'm message this person because this person was, I knew this person, we both couldn't FaceTime because of all the, ses for all the sessions. So we went out throughout our day. We ended up going having lunch with some friends. And then by the time we had gotten home, it was only like, a, you know, about half an hour before the next session. So we all had to get ready. So I was typing away and ended up sending the message. And um, not long after that, it was literally before the accident that we had. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I know the devil's out tonight. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was actually one of my brothers in my family. And... Um, he ended up messaging me the next morning saying, you know, everything was all good. We forgave both of each other and we dealt to it. And I just felt like this conference, it was, it was hard, but it was good. And I really felt like God was in the midst of that situation. Um, 
And then I feel like this conference as well, I got set free from the fear of man. And over the years, there's just been a fear of man that crept into my life. And, you know, I was afraid to respond. I was afraid to do some things because I was afraid of what people thought. And like what everyone said, you know, God's coming back to his bride and he doesn't care about what, you know, others think about you, but we should care about what God thinks about us. And um, I just, you know, feel real encouraged that we all as a church need to rise up in the spirit. And, um, yeah, I just feel like God's been restoring, a, you know, a big joy inside of me. And, um, yeah, yeah, be encouraged, church. Thanks. <laughs> uh, morning, church. Uh, conference was awesome for me as well. Um, like everyone said, it was super powerful and I'm going through my notes and just amazed at the content that's coming out and how um, timely it is and how the stuff that we've heard in Christchurch, it's the same stuff we hear in Rara. And I was like, wow, like we get this sort of, we get the words from the Lord here too. So it was pretty cool. But um, during conference, I got sick. I won't explain what happened, but I got sick and um I was like, my uh, my dad was like, oh, I think you should stay home, like miss out on the conference because you're really sick. But I just remember thinking, oh, I paid such a big price to be at conference. I don't want to miss out on what God has for me. So I ended up going to conference still, even though I was sick. And the Lord came through for me. Um, I was sort of picturing myself being sick during when people were speaking. And I was like, oh, I wonder why the thought of me being sick keeps coming up. But the Lord had put into my spirit that he was cleaning me out. And it might be not in the natural, but um, it was sort of like a picture in the spirit that all these little areas I had in my life, whether it be religion, compromise, um, fears, all these things, it was coming out, coming to the surface. And I was really scared because I was like, oh, you know, self-preservation, like I don't want anyone to see me like this, but the Lord really put the fear of the Lord in my heart where I didn't want to stand before him and have all these areas hidden. I should be dealing with them now so that when I do stand before the Lord, I am pure, I am sanctified. And it was like a real, it was it was real, like I could see it, I could vision it, I could see how dirty this my sin was before the Lord, and I got really scared, and the fear of the Lord is so evident in my life now, like I don't want to displease the Lord, I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit, because I understand the process of having to be cleaned again, if that makes sense, and I don't like being sick, so that picture was the worst thing ever, um, but the Lord was just so evident in all the messages, and the spirit of the Lord and just a great peace came upon me and I think everyone there that when the presence of the Lord comes he comes in different ways but for me it was just such a rest I was able to rest in the presence of the Lord and know that um, I'm secure I'm safe and I just thought man the price that I paid to go there was so small I want to bring that back here and continue to pay the price and one of the speakers they shared about is your life um, I can't even remember what she said yeah, is your life a credit um, to the Lord and the way you live your life? Is it pleasing to the Lord that when people look at you and see you, um, do they notice that the Lord's living inside of you? And I felt really challenged with that. It's not about a show, but it's actually having Jesus alive and present in your life. And I felt really encouraged. So coming back, um, just want to bless you guys and thank you guys for upholding us in prayer because um, obviously we went through a crash but the <laughs> protection of the Lord was on us but yeah just be encouraged if you can we've got recordings of the sessions on our phone but get a hold of them because 
they're so they're so awesome to hold on great keys but yeah thanks church morning church doing well this morning awesome hey um conference for me was really um just refreshing just to get off the island and just go and impact god um, but like paul and um quarter was saying is that the the whole um, revelation about stewardship really spoke to me and god um, really spoke to me about how stewardship is God owns everything that I have, my business, my family, everything that I have, and I'm just here to steward what he has given me. And that kind of, and ownership is pride because like it's what I've built, I did this, you know, what I can do on my own strength. But then when that clicked in my head, it sort of like changed the way that I prayed. Now the way that I'm praying is like, God, this is yours, Lord, what do you want me to do with it? God, You've given me this. And God has also been convicting me about the gifting that he has given me. And I felt like, you know, I'm not, I'm not living to the ability that God has given me. Sort of like fear has gripped me sort of thing. And I've had to repent of that. And I'm, I'm really feeling challenged to do more for God, pushing more into his anointing, more into his presence, getting a hold of more of God and dying to self and, you know, none of me and all of God. And um, a quick testimony that happened is that after conference, the morning that we left, Coming back to Rao, um, it was Wednesday morning at 4 o'clock in the morning, and we uh, called an Uber to come and pick us up. And this guy turns up, and he's a Malaysian guy, super nice guy, like really friendly. Um, we got into the car, and we were driving, and he asked what we were doing here. We just I started talking about God and the church and everything. And then, honestly, as soon as we started talking about God, like, he started crying just randomly out of nowhere. And, like, it was a bit weird. I, I was a bit... Like, oh, okay, he's crying, and he's, and then we just started talking more about God, and um, I said, are you okay? He goes, yeah, yeah, I'm good. He said, I've never experienced this before. I don't know why I'm crying, but I feel like a vibration coming out of you. I feel like heat coming. I said, that's not me. That's God. God is in this car, and as soon as I said that, he cried more, and I started getting more scared, and so I was just like, I kept silent because I know I'm Armory and Melody's at the back. I don't want him to, you know, lose control of the car and, you know. We don't make it to the airport. But I said, hey, look, I, th- I feel like God wants to touch you. And um, when we get to the airport, we'll pray for you. And we'll pray for your shoulder because he had an injury with his shoulder. And so we get to the airport. Jonathan and Tasha were there. And I called Jonathan over and we prayed for him. I prayed, prayed for his shoulder. And God healed his shoulder. And he was so blessed by that. And, like, I mean, it's all it is is just God through us, working through us. None of us. I mean, all of us out of our own human. We're only human. God is the one that does the impossibility. It's like we can't box God in our little mind. He's so great. He's so big. He's so awesome that he wants to come and live inside of us so that he can work through us. So, um, yeah, just want to bless you, church, and uh, thank you. Thank you, Ben. Anyone else take a seat? Don't go too far. And uh, thank you. Let's give the Lord a hand. I think that's uh, awesome. I think our children, eh? Thank you, Tony and uh, Simone. Bless the kids as they go out. Let's give these guys an awesome hand here. I just want to share some things with us, I guess. Um, a few things on my mind, really, but they're all good things for us. Uh, okay, so I, the, the key is this. Somebody said up here, it's easy to do life without God. And... Um, and you can have an encounter anywhere. I don't believe God has singled out geography around the world or some city or some area specifically 
for to get an encounter. I think the celebration Impact the Nations is about the, our family getting together and God coming as we're setting days down to encounter Him like that. But essentially, uh, you can have an encounter seriously anywhere. Uh, and that, that's important we understand that. And so I think it's great that we go. I, I really do. I, I think we should uh, save some dollars away and make an effort to get there. I think it's well worth it. And God will always surpass your expectation. That's important on these things. And so I think that's, that's a great thing we should be doing. But for us here in our church, basically um, we need an encounter with God. So I just want to share some things past his heart if you like. And uh, it's, it's in our encounter weekends, we often, something I've, in my session, I've taught, taught this and I've talked about, when it comes to the confession uh, before man, now the Bible says in the book of James, confess your faults one to another, pray for one another that you might be healed. And uh, so the key is this, is often we bring forth confession. We'll say things that we're ashamed of, things we're engaged with, struggles and different things. And by virtue of getting it out, like open, they used to say open confession is good for the soul. Remember that? And we, by virtue of getting it out, we feel a lightness. We feel, oh man, we feel freer. And often people will testify that. But that's, that's a zone. That's a realm that you and I should be living in all the time. Uh, we should be living in a perpetual encounter with God simply for this reason. is because we're tucked in to the presence of the Lord, God encounters us constantly. And uh, what happens is when we're getting dry and when we're getting weary, we've actually moved. It's not that God has, it's not that God has moved away, it's that we've actually distanced. And I want to use the phrase, which I use a little bit, engagement. It's easy to be in the faith, attend pre-meetings, run cells, attending cells, attending church, but be disconnected from God. It, it, it's so easy to do that. Um, I mean, we can be disconnected in our marriage, and the, the natural speaks of the spiritual. We can be disconnected uh, in our hearts for our children or our friends. We could be isolated. Um, and so I want to talk about that just a little bit. It's easy to just to begin to go through the motions a little bit, do stuff, do Christian things, do Christian service. Jesus taught about that with Mary, uh, with, um, uh, Mary and Martha, and it's a great, great illustration for us because the person who was doing the right thing was the person that was worshiping. Yes, there was works to be done. That was the reality of it. Is she needed to be cleaning up and getting things because it going to have looks like a meal afterwards. But Jesus commended Mary, Mary, because of her devotion and her quest and her desire, her passion towards the Lord. And if you go into the, uh, the, uh, to the scriptures in Revelation, out of the seven churches, the Lord begins to rebuke five of them, really. And it's interesting how he rebukes them and the sort of things he rebukes them over. There is a little bit of a common theme going through all those churches. But essentially, what happens is this, is that the church itself in large, and they were historical churches in Turkey. But they also, they tell a picture of churches through the age. They also speak of the church in the future. And they're like a reminder or a warning or an admonition and encouragement to us. But here it is, is this, is essentially we can lose our first love, just walk away and disconnect. So we are in the faith by virtue. Yes, uh, we love God in, in terms of word and stuff. Uh, we turn up to church and everything else like that. And 
But really, the passion, the desire, the yearning, and the longing for Him is dry. It's parched. It's not there. And there's a lot of reasons for that. There's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, If I was to teach this message, I would go, I think it's Matthew 13, where it talks about the seed that goes forward on a certain soils of hearts. But essentially, ultimately, all of them don't produce too much fruit, but the one that falls and sits, the seed being sown out onto the heart that's ripe, a heart that loves God, that heart that wants God, actually begins to produce 30, 60, and 100 fold. That's very important for us. So for us, we live in a country, it's a Polynesian country, it's a nation, it's, uh, we have a history, uh, we have had a move of God in our nation before, we have many, many churches that are here. Um, uh, the history of our church that's here uh, is, is not the move of God that we had many years ago, that's part of it. The history that we have as a church goes back into the book of Acts, that's very important. So, so where we're going, we can talk about different things. We might have a mood of God, say, last year or the year before or whatever. But essentially, it's grounded back into the New Testament. The whole church, the church of Jesus Christ, not the church of Jesus Christ or Latter-day Saints. I'm talking about God's church, His church, the Word of God, God's church, is actually grounded in a revival. That's how it started in Acts chapter 2. It started with an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and all the uttermost parts of the earth. Really interesting. There's two things to know about this. When you get saved and you surrender your life to Jesus Christ, there's immediate evidence. There's evidence. Uh, There's evidence that, 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 that there's a life. Okay, what is the evidence? The evidence is the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control. That's God's characteristics flowing in your life that give evidence that you belong to Him, that you're in His kingdom, that you are born of the Spirit of God. Very important. There has to be evidence. There must be proof that we are born again. It's showable. It's, it's displayable. It's there. There's evidence that you're born again. Uh, a hunger for His Word. hunger for the things of God. But when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, which the Bible talks about as a second blessing, it's a promise of the Spirit. And I know I'm not really teaching this, but I'm just trying to give a, 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 a basic explanation. What it is, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the empowerment to witness. And there is evidence that people are being baptized in the Holy Spirit. There's also evidence. When we go right through scriptures, there's about six or seven different scriptures that are written here. You will generally find there's a common thread for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit works this way. When you are saved, the Holy Spirit, you're inviting Jesus to Christ, Jesus Christ to come inside you to take over your life. You are giving him your broken, uh, sinful life. It's been nailed to the cross. You are picking up Christ's life. No longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. We are also, the Bible says, sealed with the Holy Spirit. We are sealed. We belong to God. Okay? We belong to Him. We are His property. We belong to Jesus Christ. We're in His kingdom. But then what He does is also brings, because He wants to make us profitable and effective in a secular community, what He does, He outpours the Holy Spirit upon us. He outpours that Holy Spirit. It's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
the anointing of God that comes upon us. And there's also, there's also evidence that we have received that. Now, it's possible, it's possible to be over here having given your heart to Jesus Christ, producing fruit, hunger for the Word, uh, desiring Christian fellowship, uh, desiring God, desiring to worship Him. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit has been born. Non-Christian and unchurched people say you're different. There's something going on in your life. You've got the self-control. You've got the compassion. You've got the joy. You've got the peace. You've got the patience. You've got the kindness. All of these things is evident you're in the kingdom of God. But when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit coming upon you. There's also key evidences. Number one is power. There's power. When you pray, things are shifted. There's power. There's what is called as an anointing. It's God's presence coming upon you like a cloak, enduring with power. And that means the giftings of the Holy Spirit are now operational. The giftings of the Holy Spirit, they're tongues. They're interpretation of tongues. They are prophecy. They are faith. They are healing and the works or the workings of miracles, they are wisdom and discernment. These are giftings that begin to flow out through us. They are supernatural gracelets or supernatural giftings that begin to move. So when you're praying for somebody, I might be praying for, uh, um, number two, I might be praying for you, and the Lord gives me a prophecy. Okay, that's the spirit. Of, so I'm not just praying a prayer, Lord bless Namatua, Naomi. Don't just, I'm not praying just, Lord bless him, help him, encourage him, and bless him, Lord, and strengthen him. No, now the spirit of God is coming and is moving through me now, and I begin to prophesy. And I'm saying, hey, you know, I believe the Lord wants to say to you, now I'm giving him a word. You see what I'm saying? Or he may say to me, hey, I'm feeling discouraged about something. Will you pray for me? And as I'm praying for him, I discern he's under attack by a specific enemy. Demonic spirits being sent like an arrow. Remember we put the, the shield of faith to quench the fiery darts of the evil one? It's like there's a specific target or an assignment against them or against their business. Uh, or it might be a word of wisdom. He's been asking the Lord, what shall I do with the business, the COVID virus? We've got a really good thing going here. And all of a sudden, there's like a, this word that comes forward. That's the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Or I might say, hey, how is your back? And he said, well, it's actually last night I had this. Da -da. Let me pray for you like Bernard with the guy at the, uh, at the airport terminal. And immediately he's healed. They're the gifts of the Spirit that every single person who's baptized in the Holy Spirit should be flowing in. We should be flowing in these things. They're like our daily bread. They're like weapons, okay? Thank you, number two. Okay, now it's power. It's a, it's a power. So when you pray, things are shifted. When you pray over someone that's got demons, immediately the spirits go out screaming or go out yelling or they go out quietly, but they leave enough for the person to say to you, I feel different. I feel different because there's been a clash of kingdoms. There's been the power of God. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be witnesses. The second thing that comes upon you, this is important now, is boldness. A boldness to do what? Boldness to preach the gospel. Now, remember when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, the Pharisees and Sadducees said this, the religious leaders, they said these men are uneducated. They were blown away, shocked. They were uneducated men, but they realized they had been with Jesus. Now, let's go back. Remember at the crucifixion? Pretty much they all left Jesus. 
we would say that's good old-fashioned betrayal. They all took off through the fear of man, through uh, worried about their own life, knowing full well that what could happen to them, they'd lost uh, Stephen and lost James, and I know that was a bit later on, sorry, that, that the different things are happening, they knew that Christ is going to be crucified, and so they, they freaked out, they took off. But when the Holy Spirit came upon them, what happens? They are changed into different people. We recognize in the scripture it says they were filled with boldness and began to declare the word of the Lord with power or declare the word of the Lord with boldness. Go back into the Old Testament. David, the psalmist. Daniel, uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Samson, uh, Elijah, Elisha. All of them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, okay? Came upon them. But the difference now as a born-again Christian, we go back, guess what's happened? You are filled with the Holy Spirit. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit. You belong to Jesus. But now what the Holy Spirit is going to do is come upon you because Jesus has now ascended to the Father and He said, I will release to you the Comforter. Now, a lot of people in church, we worship either God, uh, we worship Jesus. I like what Murray says, it's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Scriptures. We miss out the Holy Spirit. If you want to get the people rocked up, release the Holy Spirit. Seriously, if we have a powerful move of God, get ready for a major reaction on this island. It'll be a big reaction and will come through religious leaders. Because every move of God, and I was just studying two of them, Azusa Street and the other one was the Welsh Revival where, where the police were made redundant and unemployed, basically. The crime went right down to almost zero. But what happened, it was a religion that stuck up its head and began to attack it, saying these things aren't of God. What happened to the New Testament? Who put their hands up? Did the local business? No. Guess who it was? It was religion that went for it. And so what happens for you and I that, that is, is that we can actually get completely religious really quickly because it's like this. We become like the car that looks good on the outside, but the oil and petrol are not there. It looks good. But no, we need the oil and the petrol. You and I must have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. We must be baptized with the Holy Spirit. What gets us going into the mission field and able to declare, even against our lives. I, every time I go to countries, and we're going to go to more dangerous countries in Pakistan, I can tell you that. It's on the, on the thing to do. Uh, what, but, but we don't care. We're not reckless. We're not reckless. But with, there's a wisdom in it. But essentially, we love not our lives unto death or to shrink unto death because we're filled with God's passion. We're filled with God's power. And I like to think of what Paul said. Paul said something prophetically. Paul over there is this, is that uh, sometimes we want, we want God, more God, but we actually have to get less of us. There's way too much of us. God is trying to come into our life, but there's too much pride. There's a hidden offenses. Uh, there's mistrust, there's uh, insecurities, there's apathy, lethargy, complacency. We've gone into agreement with wives and husbands over things we shouldn't have. Uh, there's compromise. We are watching things we shouldn't watch. And the, and, the, and the scriptures here, we've got, and I've got them here, is that the Holy Spirit is grieved. 
So we can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit five years ago, speaking in tongues and there's power and there's authority and we're going for it. Well, all of a sudden it's like we've just lost something. The reason why we've lost something and here's our model. You ready for this? Here's our model. The disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. They spoke the word of God with boldness. The anointing of God was on their ministry. There was a demonstration of the Spirit of God. Somebody was basically raised up. A cripple was raised up. It blew everybody away. It was evident to the Pharisees. A miracle is notable. A miracle we observe. But we want to shut the voice of the, of the new disciples about the resurrection. It's, we don't want them spreading this in Jerusalem. So they threatened them, beat some of them. Okay? Do you know what the disciples did? Now, I want to say this. Do you know what most of us would do at that point? We would cave in. I think that's what happens. When we come across a temptation, often we cave in. We come across a major trial or persecution, we cave in. We come across a, di a monetary difficulty or challenge, we cave in. And we lose our zest. We lose our authority. We kind of lose that power. We lose that, no, we're going to break through. We're going we're to push through. We're going to be positive about this. We've got victory in our midst. Rather than going that way, we cave in and we wonder where where two months later, three months, six months, or a year, I used to have that experience, but where is the life? Where is the power? Where's the anointing? Where's the joy? Where's the exuberance? Where's it, where's it all happening? It, it's like I'm going through the motions, and it's another meeting, and it's a, another church service, another song being sung, but there's no connection. There's no engagement. There's nothing happening. It's like the, the socket and the, the, the plugs. Nothing's happening there. Okay, here's our model. What did the disciples do? They prayed, they went back to God. After they were threatened, we want you to be quiet. Do not use the word of the Lord. Do not speak again. What did they do? They went to the Lord in chapter 4, Acts, and they said, Lord, consider their threats. For we have been asked to shut down the gospel. We're not going to do that. And then it says this, Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Remember, they'd already been filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember that? They had already been filled with the Holy Spirit, the outpouring. Now they're asking for it again. Often we teach this, and it's not biblical really, to say once you get it, it's get it. Because you could still have the gift of tongues, but you could be dry as a badger or as an a, a old bird's nest. No, you need the oil. You need the vibrancy. We need to get back into the plug socket. They prayed. That's our model. They came under a hit. They came and you got to identify that with your life. What was your hit? Maybe a business collapsed and you caved in. Or maybe the marriage fell apart and you caved in. Maybe it's so much stress and you've got so many people employed and it's a, it's a, it's a stress to, to make sure those wages are coming through month, each month. And rather than trusting God and pushing through with His power, we caved in. We got discouraged. We allowed doubts. What did they do? And I'm going to close on this. What did they do? I'll tell you what they did. They said, Lord, consider their threats, fill us with the Holy Spirit, and let signs and wonders and miracles come through. Your apostles. What happened? The place was shaken as at the beginning. And the Bible says they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak the word of the Lord with boldness again. So the Christian walk is sustainable, you ready, if you have the power of God. It's non-sustainable, guys. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, even though you were born again, great, but you'll be dry, you'll be defeated, you'll be discouraged, you'll get cynical, you'll get legalistic. 
serious, you get legalistic over little areas like this is a sense of righteousness, that I don't do this or I, I do that. You'll get legalistic. The, the joy, the flavor of God, the grace of God, it's gone, and we've got nothing but religion. <coughs> and that's one of the reasons why young people and old people don't want to come to church. They want, don't want to be served up religion. You sit this side, you sit that side, because we've replaced it. It's not about clothing, folks. It's not about where people seat. Sit. Seat, sit. We're, these are man-made traditions, man-made laws that have crept themselves in. Why? Because it's a replacement of the Holy Spirit. The third world want the Holy Spirit. They don't want religion. I can see in Kevin and, and Paul and Gus and that have been in something. They'll see that there's religion. It goes all the way through because they're following a model, but they're not following this model. Look, let me say this, there's an outpouring coming. We can have it if we want it. Our DNA is back into the New Testament. That's what we want. And, and it may be like Paul said, and I love what you said, Paul, and we've got to come lower. We've got to say, God. And I remember, listen, I remember praying to the Lord. I said, Lord, if search my heart, if there's anything inside me and I'll wait, show me, show me. And God gave me a, a comprehensive list, one thing after another, after another, after another, after another. It was like a toilet roll of list, all these things. I, I, I had to go back. This is a, many years ago. I went back and I, I went through every single one. I repented of them and I put it right with people. Every single one. And what happened? That was before the big baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's how I was baptized. Because what does Paul say? Repent for the remission of sins. Repent for the forgiveness of sins that you may receive the power of the Holy Spirit. We're on a quest, church. We're on a quest for God, and uh, God will bypass us and go to another church if He has to, but the Lord has marked us out for a blessing. It's in, uh, it's in the economy of God for Rarotonga to have a, a, uh, a, an outpouring of the Spirit of God. It can be explosive. It can be explosive. Husbands, I want to challenge us. Bring our families into the things of God. It's not about dominating and controlling and thinking about bring them into the things of God. Ladies, support your husbands. Begin to pray. Pray together as couples. Ask God for our children to come into the kingdom of God. We want our neighbors saved. We want an awakening of God in this nation. We're going to pray for our government. We're going to push through our prayer leaders. Our prayer leaders, what we're doing sometimes is just praying prayers. Seriously, we're praying the prayers. We pray for these things. We go right through. We go right through. We go right through. And it's all good. Grow right through, go, go right through. I tell you, here's the model. Here's the model. We've got to wait on Him because this becomes a quick formula. It's like we're doing this, but I'm sitting there. Sometimes I think, no, we need to quieten it down, quieten it down, create some margin for the Lord to move. Worship uh, uh, leaders, uh, prayer leaders, create some margin. And what we'll do is we'll allow him to come so that people begin to kneel on the floor, mutter. It was awesome to see you uh, kneeling. And uh, Jamal, the other day when Mitty was leading, he created some margin. Even if it was the five or 10 minutes, the music goes soft and then we can engage him. And as we wait upon him, notice it says tarry in Jerusalem, which means to wait in Jerusalem. For you shall receive the power from on high. If you want it, you can have it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. We'd also love to hear from you. 
You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Celebration Raro or visit our website celebration.atonga.com. Until next time.